I am that I am. The original and never should be imitated Adamus Saint Germain. Welcome to the gathering, everyone. If you take just a moment, take a deep breath. Let yourself feel for a moment. There is energy in this room. It is crackling. It is popping. It is high energy, electric. It is exciting energy. Can you feel it? It's, it's thick. It's, it's in the air. It's in the space between all the molecules of the air. It's, it's everywhere. It happens when you get gathered together. It happens when you suspend doubt for a moment. Ah, wouldn't it be great uh, listening to your conversation before? Wouldn't it be great if they could make an app for doubt elimination? Imagine for a moment what your life would be like if you stopped doubting who you you know who you are, my friend. You already know, but you doubt. You question. It's a bit of a game, isn't it? Isn't it really? Isn't it a bit of a game with, with doubting yourself? Uh, isn't there something a little bit oh, sensual about it? Enticing? I only like to play if I can win. Are you, are you winning? Then why are you playing? <laughs> Imagine for a moment if oh, you knew I was going to do this. Yeah. If. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Imagine for a moment I look like a leprechaun cowboy today. <laughs> if you could just. I have to do it for the scrapbook. Yes. Yes. Imagine. If you could – I'm keeping this okay. – if you could suspend doubt, wouldn't it free up a lot of energy? Do you want to dress your accessory? Uh, absolutely, yes. I feel a little naked up here today. Can try this? What? Do you want to open it? Absolutely. I didn't think I'd come here and get a gift. You've been doing an awful lot of whining. I just felt it was time to accommodate you. Whining? Yeah. <laughs> Commenting, I would say. Ah, ah, oh, ah, ah. Would you, would you knight me? Yeah, yeah, they're rubies. Later. That's spelled a different way. Oh. Ah, yes. Jewels. Ah, rubies. rubies. Ah, let, I'm going to deviate here for a moment. Let me talk about a little bit about jewels, jewelry, gold. I love gold. So does everybody else. Look at the you price gotta, these if, days. Give me some money and I'll give you the gold. <laughs> <laughs> gold is a fascinating uh, metal. Gold is beautiful because it was used and still is used by energy alchemists to basically balance any transmutation process used by alchemists uh, to, to soften any time there is a change or an alchemy in energy. Gold has a way of um, 
uh, balancing it and rounding it out, taking off the sharp edges. Uh, that is why alchemists for so long talked about gold. Everybody thought they were making gold, but they weren't. They were just using gold as a part of the process. Many um, pharaohs and uh, other uh, elevated beings would, would be buried with gold. Why? Because they don't want the rotten kids to get a hold of it? No. Because it actually helped the transmutation from the human form into the spirit form. Helped make the process of crossing over a little bit easier. You don't need a lot. You can wear it on your being, carry it in your pocket. You don't need a lot the size of a, the size of a pea. And I guess that would be a lot these days, but that's all it takes. As you're going through this process of your own transmutation, your own personal alchemy into your body of consciousness, the gold helps soften it up a little bit. Jewels. I love jewels. <laughs> Crystals. You are a crystalline being. You are a crystalline being. Uh, you have literal crystals inside you right now. You have, uh, they're not necessarily physical, but you have crystalline structures that keep your spirit, your body, your mind all supposedly flowing harmoniously. The crystalline uh, structures that allow this network of communications within you to take place. So these crystals uh, kind of remind your body of consciousness. Crystals at one point contained tremendous quantities of energy. When the angelic beings came to seed Earth with life form energy, they brought crystalline energy. doesn't mean physical crystals. Later, later it was changed into physical crystals. But these were crystalline energetic structures. The crystals that were created by Gaia by Earth, literally contained tremendous quantities of energies. The Atlanteans in particular knew how to, uh, how would you say, get these crystals to tone or to resonate, to, to vibrate uh, in, in attunement with their energies, therefore supplying energy as you now, as you now use electricity. Electricity is pretty crude. But the fact is that the energies of the crystals of Earth left a long time ago, uh, but it's coming back. The crystals actually, when worn by certain individuals like you, actually are a reminder to your crystalline form and a reminder to energies worn by the right person to attract in new energy. I don't want to get into a long discussion right now about the meaning of different uh, crystals, the meaning of different gems, because you can also probably figure it out yourself. There's rubies and diamonds and sapphires and all of these other ones. The important thing is they don't contain the energy anymore, neither does gold, doesn't contain the energy, but when, when put together with you, it provides balance, it provides flow, and it looks mighty damn nice also. <laughs> so.
Let's go back to doubt. Imagine if, if you could just take a deep breath and release the doubt you have about who you are, what you're doing. What, what, is the, what, what creates that doubt? What gets it going? Um, your past, your history. All those thoughts in that uh, mental landfill called your brain <laughs> that, that remind you, no, you're, you're, just a, um, you're just a human, you're just a schmuck, you've made mistakes. The mind quantifies it as mistakes, but they're not. They're only experiences. So what if, what if, what if we could – hello, dear. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have many good times together. It's another story. <laughs> so what if you could take a deep breath and release the doubts? What, what would prevent you from doing that, Carrie? Uh, blame it on your mind. No, you. You. You are preventing that. So what if you could just take a deep breath and let go of those doubts? Okay, let's do it. Let's all do it together. The amazing thing is you know who you are. You really do. And then the doubt comes in, like, like a fog coming into San Francisco, and then you pretend that you don't know. You may be afraid others will put you down. Well, they are anyway, so just <laughs> take a deep breath. Let's do it together. Take a deep breath and release that doubt. It doesn't look good on you anymore. Jules would look much better on you. It doesn't resonate with your new body of consciousness. It really doesn't. Uh, doubt really doesn't have any place in it. So you can be a transmuter, whether you're carrying gold with you right now or not. You can transmute all that doubt into pure energy. You can transmute all of those memories that are here of what you think you did wrong or think you did bad into just the energy of experience. One of my favorite things is when a, a human going through awakening or ascension, enlightenment, uh, finally gets one of those big aha moments. After lifetimes of struggling to try to make sense of things, they finally realize you can never make sense of things here. You can't. It's liberating. You, you will never make sense of it, ever. So stop trying, please. You never make sense of something that happened when you were young. Never make sense of a past life. You never make sense of aspects. So stop trying. They weren't designed to be made sense of. They weren't designed to be mentally understood. It was designed as an experience. So once in a while we get these amazing beings who suddenly get the big aha. It was just an experience. It wasn't any right or wasn't any wrong. I'll never understand it in psychological terms, in textbook terms. Don't want to understand it from that point because, standpoint, because then you lose the experience. So let's take a deep breath together. You don't need to doubt anymore. It's the I am that I am. Do you think there's room in the I am for doubt? You shouldn't have to think that over. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
Dear Shambra, uh, all of you, you, uh, all of you watching in, yes, we invite you into the space here. I'm chastised by Linda of Isa once in a while for not acknowledging this worldwide family. But today this goes beyond just the humans that are here. I have a bit of a surprise for you in just a few minutes. <laughs> so, dear Shambra, you've chosen, <coughs> you've chosen a, a arduous path. Like a good title for a book. Yeah. yeah, a volume of books. A good title for an app. Yes, absolutely. The arduous path. You've chosen the arduous path. You've had a lot of lifetimes uh, of. Uh, trying to understand your relationship to God, to the earth, to other humans. And you finally got to the point, so committed, so passionate, you said, that is all that I want. I want to remember God, whatever, whatever that happens to be. Most every, no, every one of you in here, every one of you listening in, has made that deep commitment to self to know Spirit once again. You, you know there is a Spirit, or whatever you want to call it, the Eternal One, uh, the, the, the Source. You know that there is. And you could almost feel it, almost sense it and experience it, but, but then it gets so elusive. It just it seems to go away. But you passionately pursue it. And you've said, there is nothing else that matters. And you are right. You're absolutely right. Ultimately, there's nothing else that matters. Humans, uh, in a way, distract themselves with thinking that there's other things that matter. They distract themselves and sometimes actually rather enjoy their pursuits, their friends, their families. But every one of you knows, ultimately, Nothing matters other than the remembering. All boils down to that. You've said, I'll do anything. Sang a song here with uh, Hannibal about that. I'll do anything. And you have. You have sacrificed a lot. You have endured tremendous amounts. You have you have taken on so much, not just for yourself actually, but for others, for other humans, the ones you know and love, for humanity, for your angelic families. You've taken on a tremendous amount. And I say it's been an arduous path for all of you. You may have noticed, I know you've noticed, you've felt, it's starting to change. It's starting to lighten up in, in so many different ways. Fortunately, you're not, uh, you're not putting yourself through the suffering and the confusion and, and the doubt that you used to. Fortunately, you're just relaxing into your ascension, into your awakening. Hopefully you've heard the words from Katsumi and Tobias that says it's going to happen anyway. You're already there. You've already ascended. 
You've already, you've already gotten to your third circle, or to your sovereignty, and now you're just experiencing how you got there. And that's, the, that's actually the fun part, because you can choose anything you want. You say with that doubting eye, looking at me, <laughs> Really, Adamas? We'll talk about that in a moment. So, dear Shambra, uh, it's, you're starting to notice. It's starting to change, and now is the best time for all of us to really allow it to happen. I am, uh, dear Linda has been talking about why is it that after years of struggling with weight issues for Shambra, for ones going through awakening, why is it suddenly it's getting easier? It's it's changing. Well, a couple of things. You're you're not. Uh, punishing your body like you're used to. You're loving it. Now, some of you will start off with a diet, uh, and you know what Tobias said about diets. I'm not quite so anal retentive as Tobias about that, but you're starting off with saying, I- I'm going to now allow the weight to come off. And you know a funny thing happens? You drop that diet in about 30 days, and the weight just kind of takes care of itself. Yes, you'll have some ups and downs, but suddenly your body is adjusting. Your body doesn't need to carry around a lot of extra, thinking that there might be a famine or there might, you know, that, that it needs the emotional padding. It just starts going away. Say, boy, that was easy. Well, think of what you went through getting to this point, but yes, it does get easy. It, just, it does. The body knows how to feed itself. You're, you're energy systems uh, sorry but your energy systems are are they're all changing the way you're interconnected with yourself and everything else it's all changing and and it's truly getting easier sense of humor you people humans uh Shambra, were not so funny 10 years ago <laughs> and uh, thankfully tobias uh, was much more patient but uh, you're really uptight really um, uh, far too serious. And now you can laugh about anything. Why? Because it's all kind of funny, actually. <laughs> it really is. And you're able to laugh about yourself, thank God, because I've been laughing about it for a long time. <laughs> and finally we can laugh together. <laughs> Fine. This, is, this is an example of enjoying, just enjoying. So you can laugh at yourself, you can laugh at the world around you, and it just makes it so much easier. And you don't have to. Makes it so much. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Sorry. I don't mean to. Like. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> makes it so much easier. So let's. I bring all this up because yes, you are changing. Whether you know it, whether you like it, uh, you are changing. You're allowing your energies to come together as a body of consciousness, as a one being, as a sovereign being. The mind is changing the way it works. Please stop worrying that that you're going crazy. You're not. Uh, All of your systems are changing. Now, I could go over here and start diagramming exactly what's happening, but I won't. Why? It's, it's continuing to change. Also, it would get very mental, and also then you would, you would start trying to control the system. In a way, it's better not knowing, uh, to know what's happening, but not worrying 
which enzymes are changing into other energies. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Do you know right now as we're sitting here, we're kind of playing with you with your permission, or maybe not, but we're <laughs> and by doing so, it's we're tickling your DNA right now. Yes. We're, we're yes, we're tickling the DNA. Uh, and it needs a good tickle now and then because it's changing, it's transmuting. Uh, it's exploding in a very good way. It's breaking outside of its old box, of its old uh, uh, structures and components, and it's evolving right now. It's opening up. And actually, kind of the less you know about it, the better it is, because otherwise you're going to start doing diagrams and books and uh, studies, and then you get all doubtful, and then and it just make it painful. It's happening anyway. So let's take this precious moment for all of us, and let's just allow it. To, let, let us come in and tickle you a little bit, and tickle yourself. Tickle yourself through your consciousness, through your heart. And as you do it, it really stimulates this network of communications between your body, mind, spirit, between you and your aspects. Your aspects need a good tickle now and then. Take a deep breath. And what does that mean? You just let it happen. Have fun with it. And while you do so in this safe space, without a lot of structures – you notice we didn't do a lot of chanting. We didn't light any candles because Linda won't let us. We didn't do anything else. We're just, we're just allowing a natural process to happen anyway. So you take a deep breath, the breath of the I am that I am, and allow it to happen. Ah, don't need a lot of hocus pocus. Don't need a lot of healing here. It just happens, you know, and it's this simple every day of your life. You just take a deep breath and allow yourself to be who you are. What an amazing thing. And that doubt creeps in. That, ah, no, take a deep breath. And you know, when you do, you don't even have to think about it, but first of all, it, uh, it stimulates the natural balancing system within you. And that natural balancing system starts clearing out toxins. It starts transmuting energies that were in a, in a stuck form into movement. It starts changing suppressed energies and memories now into experiences all without having to do anything. You built yourself an amazing structure of body, mind, spirit, now called body of consciousness. It handles it. It just needs you to agree to it, to make it go smoother. It just needs you to be in that amyo moment to really blossom. It's like it's like pulling off the, the, the cover, the roof, to let the sun shine in. But the sun, is, in this case, is you. Just opening that up. You, you don't need to play the game anymore. 
unless you want to. Your body at this moment is clearing out toxins, toxins that might have led to physical ailments or pain. Your mind is clearing out old energy beliefs. And believe me, you have a lot of old beliefs in there. But it's doing it naturally. Doing it naturally. You're rebalancing every part of you. And you're bringing in, you're attracting new energy. New energy. Not the same old vibrational. Happening right now. During this little tickle session, it's happening right now. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that the way it should be? For those of you who have studied and taken courses and studied some more and done all these things and varying degrees of success, but ultimately a little frustrating, and then, and then you know what happens? Being the kind beings that you are, you take a class. You study, and it doesn't give you the results that you were promised or the results you expected. So what do you do? Blame it on yourself and say, you see, there's something wrong. I didn't get it. I bet you everybody else got it, but I didn't get it. So what do you have to do? What do you think you have to do? Go study some more. So it, it gets into um, a cycle. Uh, it gets into a, a pattern of that you're not quite worthy. You're not smart enough. You're not spiritual enough. You're not worthy enough. Whatever. But instead of saying, you know, this class is uh, not for me, or this class doesn't have the right energetics that resonate with my being, you blame it on yourself. I'm not saying get upset about the class or the course or the book, but I'm saying take a look at it. Stop blaming yourself. Stop getting into those whole patterns. This is right here, in this safe and beautiful space. You take a breath. That's the I am. It is the simple, simple, simple truth. The simple truth. And that's it. Let's take a deep, good deep breath together. Breathing, a little bit of water and singing some songs. It's wonderful. <laughs> so, dear Shambra, hey, you've taken the arduous path. It's not even, it's not even the, the high road or the low road. It's not even the road less traveled. It's just the arduous path. But right now, where, where you are, I, I see changes. I see that you're going to make it easier. I see things like, uh, for all of you, just the more youthful energy, more youthful from, from the core coming out. Eventually it will show on your face and in your body and your spirit, but that more youthful energy coming through. And an energy where you stop the anxiety thing, the anxiety thing. It's an issue with so many going through awakening, but as many of you are now discovering, the anxiety seems to be going away, the inner anxiety. still an outer anxiety because you're feeling the world all around you. There's a big anxiety going on there, but it's not yours. It is not yours. 
You can sense it, you can feel it, you could be aware of it, but you don't have to own it. Even I, I'm impressed with so many of you, your own level of uh, what you would call depression is starting to go away. Depression is a bit of a natural result of awakening because you're creating a void. When, when, you, when you transition, when you go through this alchemy process of being just an old human with a lot of karma stuck on the lifetime path, you let that go, creates a void. It, it, your mind interprets that as depression. It's really not. It's a change. It's a time for internal reflection. It's a huge time of clearing, releasing. But you're going beyond that. Actually be able to start enjoying life on Earth. And why not? Why not? Let's take a deep breath, and I've asked I've been asked by a small group to be able to come in today. They each and every one of these had a single one lifetime on earth. And it was their first lifetime. One one lifers. First timers. Every one of them crossed back over to their own realms, died in physical body, in their in their twenties. There are from 20 to 29 years of age, so relatively young. All of the ones who are being invited in, who will be up here in just a moment, uh, both sexes, by the way, a variety of different uh, international backgrounds from around the world, six of them are joining us today for, for a good reason. The good reason that is that it is uh, the professor's pop quiz time. They have questions, and you have answers. I hope <laughs> the answer. The questions have been prepared in advance. They are in a sealed envelope <laughs> that Linda has. If you would produce that, not been seen by her eyes. Questions were typed by Caldra, but we conveniently blanked out his memory so he doesn't remember. These are pertinent questions, and uh, we bring this group in here to ask these questions, to, to feel and to sense your answers, because they are valid questions, very, very valid, particularly valid since they come from beings who only had one lifetime on Earth, and, and they're perplexed, confused about certain things, uh, and they felt this would be a good place to get some answers today. So with that, I'm going to invite in our six beings, all existing in the other realms right now, most preparing to come back for another lifetime. And I'm going to ask Linda to read the questions and uh, ask for volunteers in the audience. Okay. So you'll be busy doing both. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. And I'd like all of you to really truly sense into the answer. What answer would, would you give? Because I think you'll be impressed with some of your own insights, uh, not only assisting these beings who are here, but really be impressed. The, every one of these beings, the six beings that are here, uh, left life relatively early in, in human terms, uh, in their in their twenties. 
uh, it was too much to cope with. Uh, it's, it's difficult for the first-timers to, to stay here, to be here, in many, many cases. Uh, the, the pressure in human consciousness is so strong right now. Plus you have the effect of Gaia leaving. You have the effect of, uh, with Gaia leaving, a lot of old energies, old bones in the ground are leaving as well. It's, it's intense. It's very, very intense. Now, imagine what, it's, what it was like, what it would be like if you were coming here for the first time. Most of you have been here thousands of times, a lot of times. But imagine if this was your first, and suddenly you come down through the tube, you're what we call an eglendra. Uh, an angel being that's about to be born into physical body, and suddenly you are sucked into the tube. You go tumbling through the tube with hundreds, thousands of other beings who are all trying to find their way into the womb at the same time. You're grabbing wombs wherever you can. Is it going to be this family or that family? Who am I going to be with? Boom! Suddenly you're there. Oh! Yeah, thank you. I'm not allowed to say these words anymore, Shit. But, uh, but you can. You can say it any time you want. So uh, suddenly you're, you're in the physical body, oh, and particularly if it's your first time, stunning, shocking, unbelievable. So that's why many of them uh, didn't make it past 30 years. So let's get on with the questions. Professor's pop quiz to see if you're full of Machio or Amio. My. Okay, yes. Please have those Adamus words ready. Yes, okay. Questions? You ready? Uh, she's got her running shoes on. <laughs> How human is that? Okay, so first question is and you'll need the microphone? <clears throat> not yet, not while I'm reading it. One at a time? Yeah. Ready? Why was I so tired all the time in my last incarnation? When I returned back to the celestial realms, the feeling of tiredness went away. It's a good question from our panel of angels today. Why was I so tired all the time? Please, get a volunteer. Anybody oh. without their hand up? Oh, too late. <laughs> uh, spent a lot of time and energy thinking. Good. Spent a lot of time and energy thinking. Uh, yes, uh, that's good. Uh, you get an Adamas Award. Shall I pick somebody else? Uh, anybody you want. Hands up in the back there. Why, are, why was this being so tired all the time? Because consciousness is so thick. Consci yes, gosh, this is good so far. We're batting two for two. No. Excellent. Way in the back. Because they're tapped into humanity. And humanity at this point in time is tired of the way things have been on the planet. Yeah, good, excellent. Thank you, thank you. And mass consciousness is tired right now. Mass consciousness is is really tired. And you know what happens when you get tired? Well, you get cranky, you get irritable, you 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 just don't feel like being in your body, in your life. So, absolutely. So, uh, one more. One more. Feeling of being tired all the time. 
others others were feeding off of you. Yes, excellent, excellent, oh, excellent, you take excellent. An SES. excellent. Uh, mm. Others were feeding. All the answers are correct. Thank you, thank you, uh, Linda. All the answers were correct, and uh, it, it ranges from being in the physical body is a tiring experience. It's not natural, right? Right now, it's not your natural state. You become adaptive. You have all learned how to be in the body and how to hang on for 80, 90, 100 dear years. But uh, to these ones coming in for the first time, it's excruciatingly painful for their energy. Plus, other people are feeding off of them. Plus, there is the overlay, the fog of mass consciousness. Plus, the energy systems in, in the human reality work so much different than energy systems in the non-physical realities. So all of these forces tie together and create a lot of very slow-moving, molasses-like or stuck energy. So what's the solution? Don't take an incarnation. Good answer. Uh, <laughs> see? But you have to. Sooner or later, every angelic, every angel being has to come by way of Earth. If it's not this physical Earth, it could be, it could be another Earth. But sooner or later, you have to go through this experience. So what's the answer right now to our dear angel who is going to be coming back for another lifetime? What do you do? Breathe. Excellent. You breathe. What else? <laughs> Sleep, yes. <laughs> Breathing. Sleeping actually is very important. Uh, sleeping is really important because it's a, it's a quiet time where you reconnect with your, uh, your spirit self. You also go through dream sequences all night long on multiple levels. You're not just having one dream for a half hour. I don't know who came up with that. These dream researchers, oh, somebody ought to uh, ask them to change their research. <laughs> You're dreaming all night, all night, and on multiple levels, many different. You could have 30, 100 dreams going on at the same time. But that's your real nature. That's who you really are. And when you're going through dream sequences, you're actually refreshing your spirit. You're refreshing yourself. So answer is yes, absolutely breathe to these ones that are coming in. Uh, very pragmatically, pick the right damn family before you come in. Why play at the craps table with your biology when you can pick the right family? A family of consciousness, a family that's going to be nurturing and provide a safe, energetic environment. And, and also learn to choose. Something really weird happens when, when uh, angelic beings come to Earth. They suddenly forget that they have a choice. They can choose. Well, why is that suddenly eliminated from the memory? Why? Why? <laughs> because the consciousness is so heavy, and what happens is the consciousness, uh, the patterns of consciousness, uh, are that you don't have a choice. I was actually programmed into mass consciousness for a long time. It's getting deprogrammed right now. When they come in, it is so heavy, so thick, that uh, even 
even if they try resisting, they somehow get stuck into the layers, the movements of mass consciousness, and they forget that they have a choice. And you all at one time or the other forgot that you had a choice. You still doubt it, but, uh, but you're opening up to it now. So, good. Next question. Number two. Why don't humans say what they really mean? Why are the words so cloaked? So, so what? Cloaked. Why are so cloaked? Why don't humans say what they really mean? Why do they, why do they say one thing when they really mean another? An interesting question. A, a big enough question that we get somebody here asking that today. Obviously, made a big influence in their life. So, please, with the microphone. Why, do, why don't humans really say what they mean? Survival. Excellent. Good. That deserves an, an award, at least. Good. Survival. Because right now, with the way consciousness is, if you said what you really meant, you… you Nobody wants to hear yeah, what yeah. you really mean. <laughs> good. Good. Okay. Next. Old training. We should treat other people the way we want to be treated. Yes, and trying to be uh, nice all the time. Trying to be nice, and you know what Tobias said is about nice. Refresh me. What Tobias said about being nice. I can't remember. Uh, He said it's part of the SES virus. Uh, You know, you're trained to be nice girls and nice boys. In other words, behave, conform, and uh, fit in this little box. Out with nice. Please stop being nice. Stop using the word nice. What was that? Stop being nice. Really? (laughs) If you took off this facade of trying to be nice, would you really be rotten? Are you rotten underneath? No, I'm just regular. No, you're not regular. (laughs) (laughs) They, They really don't say what they mean, do they? You're not regular. You're extraordinary. You are. You are the I am. You are. You are amazing. Thank you. Yes, and kind of sexy too. <laughs> I heard you before. No, you're not regular. Regular. Regular is worse than being nice. Uh, uh, can you imagine somebody saying, "Well, you're just regular." What? Yeah, choke on it. I mean. No, you're not regular. You're not normal, but you know that. But that doesn't mean – if you're not normal, which you're not, that doesn't mean you're abnormal. It means you're exceptional. See, all the programming, programming, programming. Why else don't they say what they mean? It was enough to bother this one that that he left Earth, terminated. Uh. Language doesn't spoken language doesn't portray the energy correctly. True, true. The spoken language is very uh, uh, inadequate, extremely inadequate. Uh, so, so humans will try to put in other. Uh, they'll try to fabricate words. So, when are we going to get to the point where we can just communicate? When we stop doubting, when we stop doubting the communications that take place, Gene. And trust them. You know you're getting it. Just live it now. Don't doubt it. What other what other reasons? Humans don't say what they mean. I'm looking for. This is a this is a trick question. I'm looking for the right answer. <laughs> Mine. 
Yes? Because they don't remember that they're loved unconditionally. Yes. So they speak to the conditional love. I'll say what I want to say in order to Absolutely. Feel I'll say what I'm, others expect me to say. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, you, they do a slight deviation. Most of the time, it's appeasement. Uh, don't rock the boat. Don't call, cause waves. But, you know, I, I have these discussions with Caldra. This is not a New Age gathering. This is not a New Age gathering. If you're listening to it expecting that it is, you're going to be sorely disappointed. This is not a spiritual gathering either. And if you come here expecting spirituality, you're probably not going to get it. This is about consciousness. And, and therefore, we generally say what we want to say, although we are not allowed to say shit, damn, fuck it, or anything else like that. But. But, but if you're listening, thinking that's, that this that's is going fair. to be that was Marty's answer, and you stole it. <laughs> if this is going to be a spiritual <laughs> gathering where you don't say those words, well, you're going to be disappointed. We 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 say what we feel, and we we talk openly about our consciousness, and and we talk openly about. Machio and all these things, and we could keep the energy moving. So, so uh, yes. Uh, Can Marty have his award? Did you say those words? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would want to stand up. I I didn't hear them. That's why I'm questioning. I don't I don't know if you really said them. And what what did you say? Shit, fuck, damn, piss. <laughs> that's a, that's an award. Thank you. Now, are those really so bad? Uh, perhaps if they're directed at somebody, if you said, uh, would you say it to him as an example? Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> if it's directed towards somebody, they're just words. They're just, uh, they mean so little, but people get upset. You know, people, you know, anyway, so I'm still looking for my answer. Oh, you've got it's, it's specific. Yes, uh, they're they're all correct so far, but there's one answer that really stands out. To be accepted. To be to be accepted, yes, yes, and that was alluded to, but you get an award for that just because I like you because I'm nice. <laughs> I'm not nice. Don't ever want to be nice. I want to be me. Real. You're doing well. Thank you. <laughs> so yes. An answer. And because I, they don't want to get their ass kicked. Well, yes, it's been, it's been said. I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they don't want the abuse, so it's, it's conform, fall into line. But one, why don't you, and all of you, why don't you, why don't you say what you really feel? Because they, uh, you identify with your human identity. You're getting really close. You don't know yourself is the problem. How can you know what to say when you don't know who you are? When you don't remember who you are? How can you speak the truth when you're not really sure what the truth is? It's gotten convoluted. It's not a matter of speech. It's a matter 
of getting into here. If you don't know yourself, yes, the words out of your mouth are going to be basically machio. And then you'll fall into the patterns of trying to appease people. You'll fall into the fearful thing, tell them what they want to hear. But what's really happening is take all these things inwards. You're not really knowing. You don't know what it is your, your own being is telling you. So it gets all jumbled up. Everything that comes out – not of your mouth, but the human mouth – is basic macchio. Uh, it, it's convoluted. And then people, they go, they go study more and they have bigger words to use. They're just bigger macchio turds. Uh, what? Not, I can say that today. I'm speaking my truth. You, you see, and then it just gets more layers on layers. So that, my dear friend, is why humans don't really say what they mean. They don't know what they mean. I'm not done with that. Yes. Um, my observation is, from talking to many, many young people, is there's no real place that anybody wants to hear it. It's not common for them to have a safe place to talk in that True. way. True. However, I will challenge that. <laughs> the moment that you're safe within yourself, you'll see, you'll hear, you'll feel that people do want to hear it. They do want to hear it. Uh, they're, they're, Have you talked to their friends? This is, uh, this is a living example right here uh, of, of this. It's a safe space, so we can talk openly. We can, we can talk uh, without having to mince a lot of words. I can't say a few words too often because then, uh, well, Calder gets all upset, but he says them. Uh, <laughs> he just doesn't want me to say them. So, now to see, it doesn't make sense, does it? So no wonder they left early. Okay, uh, next question. Uh, we, ha we have a whole other subject. Uh, this is just our warm-up. Really? Absolutely. Why did I feel so disconnected from myself when I was in physical form, and why did I feel so disconnected from everything? Disconnected. Why did I feel so disconnected, disassociated from self? That, that this is what I hear in this question from self. So. A couple of uh, quick comments from the enlightened Chambra. Why did they feel so disconnected? Because they weren't looking inside. We were never taught to look inside. We were always taught to look outside and not taught to look inside. Yes, that's true. More true for those of you who have been here a thousand lifetimes than it was for the first-timers. but. Yes, there's this, uh, this overlay, this uh, intense pressure that occurs that says, it's out there. Never look here. Uh, it's take care of everybody else first. Go do all your social work. Forget about you. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that strange? Take care of everybody else. I could carry on for hours about that. You know, that's a great thing to tell. Uh, groups who you want to follow, that you want to follow certain structures, uh, whether it's a church or a company or a family nucleus, take care of everybody else first. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, that's one of the biggest paradigm shifts in this new energy. Take care of yourself first, and then you're going to do wonders for everyone who beholds your radiance. It's really easy. Uh, go ahead. I think the answer to that is, welcome to Earth. <laughs> yeah, yes. That appears to be the theme for the past 10,000 years. Absolutely. 
Welcome to Earth. Uh, that, that's excellent. Uh, and that's a, a good summary. It, it has that been that way. It, it's, like, it's like you're this, uh, let's say, this light, airy being in the other realms. Uh, and then you come down here for the first time. You've heard about it. You've heard the stories from Chambra. You've heard the stories on New Earth. You've studied it. Uh, you've prepared yourself to come here. Suddenly you're here, and no matter how much they told you, no matter how much you studied it, until you're in it, you really can't comprehend it. The cloud of consciousness around Earth right now is so heavy, and it's all about forgetting who you are. These beings are coming in now, a lot of them, first-timers, coming here for the very first time. They are, they are, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, they are overwhelmed, they are shocked at how quickly they lose touch with themselves. They, 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 no course could have ever taught them how quickly you get disconnected from you. And then because of the patterns of Earth, you suddenly start searching outside. And that is a that is a no-win game, other than for the experience of searching. But it's not out there, as you found out. It's not in a book. It's not in a temple. It's not in a mantra, or a guru, or anything else. It's right here within you. It's almost like the signals are intentionally scrambled, the signals from you to you. You've got all these parts and pieces, these aspects, that should be in smooth communication with each other, should be flowing, should be graceful, in ease, aspects coming, aspects going, you having you in every aspect, them in you. But the signals got crossed. They got, they got perverted and twisted. And when the network is not working like it should, right? think of your cellular network. When you have a little couple just little bleeps in it, or your internet network, all it takes is a few little bits and bytes to get out of order and to really thank you, thank you. Everything up. And Gene, you might have to do some heavy editing on this uh, this shout. Uh, just put in the little uh, funny symbols. The but bleep. Yeah. And who do you think that's fooling? You put in those funny little symbols? Not if it's they not. Put it still says fuck. Not, if they, not if they put the F and the K in. Yeah. And do the star star. So all these signals get, get uh, crossed and, and messed up. How do you get the signal back? Breathing. Breathing. Exactly what we did before. You stop for a moment. You take a deep breath. I am that I am. You allow all the communications, the signals, the patterns, the energies, and the consciousness to get back into their own order. They know how to. You know how to, if allowed. However, if you go out searching, the next thing is you're running off to some healer who has crystals and chimes and uh, candles and and, uh, incense and everything else, you're going to screw up your signals even more. Because all these signals are going, apparently, the boss wants things all screwed up. So they kind of comply, you see. They kind of stay out of balance. But the moment 
you just take a deep breath, you realize that you are absolutely safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are an eternal being. The signals start getting back into balance. When they get back into the balance, they will say, you know, during this time of uh, irregular frequencies, we created some uh, blocked energy, some excess energy, some um, interesting weird belief systems, uh, uh, fat on the system, craziness in the brain. We're going to clear it out. And and it does. It will. It will clear it out if you let it, if you stop tinkering with it, if you stop messing with it, and you stop manipulating it, and you stop going to see every new card reader that shows up in your neighborhood. Go get a, a massage. Uh, go, go do something for yourself, or just take a walk, or buy a new car, or a new house, or something like that. Yeah, uh, seriously. That, that tells your system – oh, I can feel the eyes – that tells your system that you want to live, that you want to go forward, and it will rewire everything. Oh, I love this. We ought to do this more uh, – you don't want to die that often. Okay, so uh, next question. Okay. The question is, yes. number four. Uh, I was sexually preoccupied from about the age of four until my physical death. Why? Are you sure it's a question from here and not here? <laughs> I was. Uh, how, how does that read again? I was sexually preoccupied from about the age of four until my physical death. Why? She'll take the microphone. She's got awards. Yes. Where are you? Sexual energy virus. Sexual energy virus, yes, that's correct. That's part of it. That's part of it. Good. Because of what I was taught, I put up a lot of boundaries, and the only way I could connect with another person was through sexuality and not my intimacy. Really? Yep. Yeah, good. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) And that's actually very insightful, Pete, because, because there are boundaries that are put up. Uh, they don't really work very well, but a lot of sexual energy feeding taking place going on, and uh, a lot of um, relationship issues, mostly based on energy feeding. Relationships, let's face it, I can say all sorts of stuff. Most relationships in the old energy were based on feeding. You can boo me, you can, but you're not. <laughs> you can throw things at me, but you're not, because the, this group, this group. I'm just fixing your scarf. Oh, thank you. This group really understands what I mean by that. Now this will probably get all over the internet, and everybody will say things, but it's true, really. Relationships were meant to fill the void of your masculine-feminine imbalance, or your karmic imbalance, mm. or your doubt imbalance, or what you just go through the whole list, and most relationships were based on that doesn't need to be. The greatest relationship in the world is the relationship with Ah, I love see with yourself. When you have an intimate, loving relationship with yourself, then any other relationship can be so beautiful and liberating and joyful. And 
unencumbered. You can actually enjoy life with another human. That is a gift. That is a true gift. The free enjoyment of life shared with other beings. And it can be sexually, it can be, uh, it can just be, um, uh, emotion is not the right word, but experiential, experientially, any of those. But uh, yes, good answer, Pete. Okay, and any other comments on sex? Sex, why did this being feel. Uh, Family karma? Family karma. Family karma. He that's picked, a, that's, he picked that, the wrong family. Picked, picked the wrong family. Absolutely. The sexual energy flows through ancestral lineage, and it, it, there is nothing biologically that you can inherit from somebody else about with sexual imbalance or sexual deviancy. Uh, they've done studies and they tried to prove it. Because they said, well, the grandfather had the same issue, and you know, all the way down the line, the children. Well, it's not biological, although it eventually finds its way into the cells and into the DNA. Yes, but where did it come from? It came from, from this SES virus going right through into the, into the uh, ancestral line. Absolutely. SES. Sexual energy virus. It can get into just about anywhere, anything. It, it, it finds its way into every little crevice, every little. It's, you know, the moment that some of these countries have started calling for freedom, what happens? The SES virus flows in and it will affect some of them. Hopefully not all. But yes. There is another reason and, uh, that I wanted to share about feeling this uh, sexual. What was the word used in the question? The, the sexual allure? Preoccupation. Preoccupied. Earth, living as a human, is extremely seductive. Extremely. It, is, it, is, uh, it has this seduction, which every one of you have felt. As challenging as being here is at times, it is also very seductive. Drama is seductive. Power, more seductive than sex itself. Imbalance is seductive because the consciousness will always be trying to find a way to rebalance, you see. Being here as a human is highly seductive in every way. That can be good. It can give you great joy and great experience and sensing. There's nothing wrong with seduction. Or it can be devastating. It can rule your life. If that seduction gets into your, your sexual um, uh, structures that you have, not just your organs, but your, your sexual makeup, and into this little place in the mind that is about sex, but really is not about sex, there's a little place in, in your mind, not, not a physical, literal place, but part of your thinking is tied into sex, and that's why they say sex can be addictive. It's not. It's not. But the mind has a way of believing it is. The mind has a, a very interesting way of using this natural seduction. Seduction energy. seduction energy can be great. It can really invigorate you. It doesn't have to be bad. But the mind can trap it into this little part of its limited understanding of things, and it can continue to trigger a being 
based on sexual fulfillment. But that fulfillment is very, very temporary. When the sexual fulfillment, and I'm not just talking about physical, but there is a energetic, a, a spiritual fulfillment to sex, when it is when it is false, when it is put into this brain pattern, it cannot be, it can never be fulfilled. So the person is constantly feeling this seduction, this sex. No matter how much sex they have, they can, they can never be fulfilled. It's, it's, that part of it is addictive. In other words, the brain has gotten into a pattern it doesn't know how to get out of. By the way, there are no addictions to anything. Brain, the mind gets into patterns and doesn't know how to get out. In a way, it doesn't want to get out. That is the seduction that it falls into. There are no, sedu- there are no addictions. Phys- I don't care what science says about physical addictions. There are none. None. All comes from here. So maybe, just maybe, we can start working on energy and energy flows, on energy dynamics that will help a person realize that they are not trapped in their structures. They're not trapped in their crystal, so to speak. They're not in their own prison. Next question. One more question. If they're first-timers, it means that they pro- based on other things that have been said, then they probably never had sex before. Well, true. Absolutely. Wouldn't that create somewhat of a... This is their first time with a sexual experience in a physical form. Right. That in itself is amazing. That, right. that is perhaps one of the greatest gifts, if there are seven wonders of being a human. That is perhaps one of them. The ability to completely, uh, wholly in, in, in dive into an experience that involves body, mind, spirit. For indeed, when you truly make love, when you truly have sex, it involves every part of you, not just uh, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say those words, so I, and so it, it involves every part of you, but theoretically, an angelic being coming here for the first time would be absolutely in love with this beautiful thing, and they would consider the beauty of it, but look at how it's gotten to be. Uh, negative and perverted and twisted and, and distorted. Uh, humans don't even know what to think about sex anymore. They just know they're driven to it. But is that really, is that really uh, the, for the most part, fulfilling? Is that really what you, the angels, intended it to be? And Tobias talks about it. I'll talk about it more in advanced SES. But this whole idea of, I'll say the word in front of God and everybody. <laughs> Masturbation. <laughs> if you're Catholic, oh my God, you're melting right now. <laughs> oh, sister, I didn't do that. I didn't mean to touch that. It just happened. <laughs> well, how, how, Who, you me? sounded very familiar there. <laughs> I was channeling one of you. <laughs> What's wrong with loving yourself in every way? Is there something wrong with loving yourself physically? Is it supposed to just be, oh, I know, you're just supposed to be nice to yourself. (laughs) 
No, please. I, in, in Atlantis, in some of the earlier, better days, no, there was... <laughs> the young ones were taught to honor their bodies in every way, if you know what I mean, long before they could ever have a partner. How can you be intimate with somebody if you're not comfortable with being intimate with yourself? Ring a bell? Everybody's looking down and saying, I can't wait to get out of here. Go home. Intimate. So, okay, good. Thank you. Uh, next. Number five. Why is the human experience so filled with lack? Mm. My family was poor. My neighbors were poor. And it seemed that most of my time on earth was spent surviving rather than living. Sound familiar? Why is the human experience uh, filled with lack? Why, why is there poverty? Uh, using that as our, as our example of uh, lack of abundance. Why is there lack of, and just fill in the blanks, why, why is there lack on earth? So please, to the enlightened Chambra. I think it's a combination of mass consciousness and that doubting ourselves, forgetting who we are, that we can be abundant no matter what. Good. Good. Uh, mass consciousness, doubting self, yes. Good. Uh, and Thomas Worth, yes, thanks. Next. Why is there so much lack? What would you t tell this being? We forgot that the opposite of lack is energy and consciousness that comes out of nothing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Great. Adamus Award. <laughs> oh, Thank good. You. Thank yeah, you oh, for God. my reward. <laughs> yes. Why is there this thing we call lack? Ah, it's fun. Fun. Absolutely. Thank you. That's an honest answer. Kind of fun. If you had everything you wanted, how boring. Not, but, but many humans over a period of a long time actually got into enjoying it. There's a certain strange pleasure in the suffering and a certain, uh, you know, the pursuit of the goal sometimes is more fun than actually having the goal. So yes, it's an it's a, a overlay in mass consciousness. Yes. Where? Jean. Had her hand up. Lack, Jean. Why? In my experience, lack has been kind of a void, and it gets, gives me a chance to experience creating. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, when I actually do it. No, do you enjoy the lack? No, but it provides a kind of motivation. Ah, interesting. It provides a motivation. Thank you, uh, Damas Award, on that. We'll go to Vince and... Yes, it provides motivation. Are you motivated right now? By, by lack? <laughs> Are you afraid of lack? Not anymore. Not anymore. Good. Lack equates with being more spiritual. Uh, yes, lack Ooh. equates Particularly with being more. Particularly in a Judeo-Christian culture. Absolutely. Lack and, and being spiritual. Who came out with that? Well, human, but yes, now that you say it. Uh, <laughs> any organization, uh, whether it's a religion, a school, a business, or whatever, 
and it's this, uh, this whole concept that, that, you know, how can you be good at what you're doing if, if you have all this abundance? And it was really brought into focus by religions. However, somebody should have stopped and said, <coughs> hello, Cardinal. You have gold altars. You have huge buildings. You have everything that you want to eat. You have armies. You have businesses. You have terrorists. You have PR people, sometimes the same. And you have all of this. But that's the amazing part to all of us is, why didn't anybody point out the obvious? <laughs> so what? <laughs> You're still here? You're back round three? Yes, yes, they did sometimes. But you know, if more people would have stood up. I didn't think people heard it. Her answer was because they killed us. Because they killed us, yes. And, but if more people would have st stood up, if more people would have allowed the truth of their consciousness to come out, it wouldn't have lasted so long. As Caldra pointed out before, 18 days in Egypt. Now, they are having to deal with the aftermath of their change. And, and literally, what you're, what you're sending them, what you're radiating to them is going to make you're, – you're creating potentials that weren't there for them two months ago, six months ago. So it has a way of working itself out. But humans get into lack because, yes, it, it is programmed. Yes, oddly enough, it's, it's a game. It's a perverse motivation, that fear of lack, that just having barely enough keeps people going. We don't need to have that anymore. You can make a conscious choice at any point not to have that lack in your life. Why? There is an abundance of energy. It's crackling and popping in the air right now. It's all around. There, there is energy in you, and it's uh, – it's, it's a reservoir of energy that's always there. And it's delivered to you in the just-in-time method. It just it's, It will appear in the moment. There's an old programming that says, no, I have to know that there's it's, you know, huge amounts. I've got to see it and touch it. It's there in a neutral state, and it's delivered to you by you just in time. That takes a lot of trust, by the way. Yes. One more question? Yes. Last question. Why couldn't I create what I wanted? I thought I knew what I wanted, but could never seem to make it happen. Chambra? Chambra, yes. To we ready? Yes, please. Microphone to that. How come oh. I couldn't create what I wanted? You did create what you wanted, not what you thought you wanted. Yes. Yes. You did create what you wanted. It's just not what you thought you wanted. Brilliant answer. Brilliant answer. And she forgot to check my pockets today. See how easy creation is. So, thank you. So, Shumper, let's take a deep breath. I'm and not your mommy. I'm not going to check your <laughs> we, pockets. We have you. By the way, you passed the pop quiz here. Uh, brilliant answers. Easy, simple answers. Isn't it easy? I mean, you didn't have to scratch the head too much to 
to know it. Because why? Well, you've been actually giving this information in this thing called a shout for many years now. You're actually starting to live it now. You're actually starting to bring it right here. So let's take a deep breath as we move into, with our limited time, to have to leave. By the way, the people in the Awakening Zone probably don't know that you, uh, Adamus, awarded Joshua a $50 prize. Oh, I didn't want to brag about what I took from Calder's pocket. <laughs> but yes, he got $50. What can I say? What can I say? Let's take a deep breath as we move into the next part. And, and it ties into the last question. So why can't you create what you want? Well, you are creating it. Next question is, how do you begin to understand what you want? What you want. There is a, uh, an old word, a Lemurian word, that I'm going to use here. I'm going to use it for several reasons. I like it. It, it sounds good. It has good energy to it. And also, if I used a uh, conventional, everyday word in this, then it tends to get a little bit mental. I'm going to ask you to feel into this word. It is, it is pronounced kihak. Kihak. That sound fun? You can say it. Kihak. Yeah. I like saying shit. It just oh, just kihak. Kihak. It's a, it's a Lemurian word. This doesn't really make a difference, but the origins are the word hak, hak, means spirit in action, spirit in experience. Hak. It's an ancient word, and, and you have to say it kind of like you're spitting. Hak, hak. Yes. Hak, hak. Means spirit, not, not just a concept of spirit, not the intellectual spirit, but a spirit in experience and in motion. It's you. It's you. That's Huck. The other word, ki, means ki. Uh, means, uh, and this is not necessarily the way the whole word is spelled, but ki means energy in action in, in ancient. Ki. Uh, it sounds a little ki uh, huck, even sounds maybe a little islandish, a little uh, Hawaiian, because it is Lemurian. But this means put together kihak is about is about really understanding how to attract energy. And that's a really about what creatorship ultimately is. It's about understanding how to attract energy. I hear a lot of talk and I've had a lot of questions from Shambra about the law of attraction. It's a good beginning understanding of what's happened. I have one problem, eight problems, but one major problem with it. What would that problem be? Mental. Mental. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, yes, mental. It is mental. It doesn't make it wrong. It just means this group really needs to have a little bit different understanding or, or of what's really happening. When you have a thought, particularly a projected thought, a conscious thought, it, it attracts energy. Um, I'm going to go from our stick figure now to a 
blob figure. And the other, other figure was so skinny and emaciated. So this is our, this is our human. This is you. Yeah, gingerbread. Uh, and, okay, great big smile. Okay. So, yes, I'm tired of drawing stick figures. But actually, this is kind of a little bit more what your energy is. It's not just uh, linear lines. It's it's your b- blob. <laughs> in other words, I mean, your energy is very. Your body of consciousness isn't in a hard form. It's it's soft form. It's flowing. So here you are, Bob the Blob, and what you're there's. This is consciousness. You are you are consciousness. Even your physical body. You attract. You attract energy to you. These are little energy forms. All the time. You're doing it right now, but you're not conscious of it. And that causes a lot of confusion because it's happening. You are creating your reality. You're creating a reality of whatever it is, of uh, a reality of maybe suffering, a reality of absolute immersion into this singular dimension, which is kind of unnatural because you're really multidimensional, but you're creating it. Your family, your health, all the rest of that's all being created. But where is it being created from? That's the question. That's the, the big question of the day. Where is it being created from? Let's explore, because it's coming from multiple places. You are creating, you are attracting the energies to you that create your reality from your mind. We'll call it mind uh, thought. It's not very potent. It's not very powerful. You can sit here right now and have a thought, a mind thought, and uh, say that you want uh, something. Think of uh, a relationship. Some of you are, are looking for that. I want a relationship. I'm thinking of a relationship. I'm seeing a relationship. That has a little bit of potency, and you're going to get a, a sprinkle of little, of little energies that come in to start making that happen. But they're not very dynamic. They're not very potent. It's just a thought. If you were to put a meter like on your thoughts, it, it would move just a little bit, but not much. And that's where there's a lot of frustration with the, some of the ways the law of attraction is taught, or some of the ways when they talk about the power of the mind, uh, and people talk about mind control. It is actually very inefficient, very archaic, and ultimately leads to suicide. It does, it truly, because you can't, you're not satisfying a real internal need. You're, you're deliberately deceiving yourself. You're going to end up in a big dark hole and just want to terminate, like some of the ones here did. So mind thought has a certain potency to it. There is another level called emotion, and I'll call it emotion drama. A lot more potent than the mind thought. <laughs> What is at work in most everybody's life? That's how their reality is being created from emotion drama. If you remember, recall what I have said before. Emotion is the mind's cheap attempt, artificial attempt, to feel. 
the mind itself absolutely cannot feel. It cannot have uh, feelings, which means a sensory perception. So it created this little thing called emotions to make it feel like it could, to make it feel like it was the boss. And in it, the, the emotions are not from your heart. They're not from your spirit at all. They're from here. But there's this weird trick. You think that, you think that the mind is one thing, and you think emotions are another. They're really actually quite the same. But the, the uh, consciousness, um, not quite the right word, Caldera, the artificial consciousness that comes out of emotion drama has a way of really attracting energy. Therefore, the mind, with its artificial subset of emotions, thinks, see, emotions are real and, and I'm very emotional, because it can attract huge quantities of energy. Emotions attract energy. Drama, which are emotions in high gear, really attract energy. That's why so many people drop drama bombs, because it brings in a rush of energy, a rush of energy, and they can't live without it. That energy then comes in – energy, remember, is in a neutral state. It's all around. It's tingling in the air right around us right now. It's in neutral. The energy is, is basically in a, in a form that has positive and minus, uh, positive and negative potential capabilities, and it, it's ready to attach itself to consciousness uh, and, and to create reality. Sits in this neutral form until it's called up. Drama and emotion can call up a huge quantity of this and come rushing into your life. And it starts creating a new reality, and, and something inside here says, Well, look, look at all these things going on. Look at the energies moving. Well, it's moving, but so does a car traveling at 150 kilometers per hour about to hit a wall. There, it's moving, but What's going to happen next? You see, crash. So there is a tremendous amount of energy that is attracted into drama, and, and most people are literally stuck in this in this creator uh, capability. They're not conscious of it. They go from one emotional encounter to another one drama situation to another. And it's uh, at some strange level they are feeling like, like things are happening. Well, they are, but it's not conscious. It, and then how many people say, well, I, I don't know how all this works, so I acquiesce to destiny and fate. <laughs> destiny and fate are some of the worst lies of all. And you know who really buys into destiny and fate? Uh, spiritual, New Age, spiritual, church people, religions promote the hell out of destiny and fate because it's, it's so uh, elusive and it's, so, it's just like have faith in something that uh, doesn't really exist. And it's, it's easy to get people hooked into fate and destiny. They do not exist unless you want them to. They do not exist. There is no pre-written plan. There is no hand of God up there who is 
that would be sick. And I don't want to be around a sick God like that. If, if there was some plan that you weren't told about and you were just a puppet. So, so a lot is a lot. Most people's lives are created from here. Then there is the, the next level, which I will call, uh, I'll call true heart. True heart. That is when you really start getting into, into your real feelings. A lot of you have been feeling them lately. That inner knowingness. And a true heart can only come from in here. Drama, emotion, uh, energies, and, and uh, false consciousness, mind thought. And I can intermingle with everybody else's, but true heart comes from right here. The problem is that it's been a long time since you've been in true heart. It's been a long time since you've looked inside and you don't really trust it. You're, you, humans in general, are still very much prone to having things directed for them, uh, having, having things, people telling them what they can and can't do. So this is an underutilized resource. But it's there. And this true heart, as you know from having a few cathartic breakthrough experiences, has huge, huge amounts of energy to it. Uh, it attracts, attracts huge amounts of energy. You can have a single experience and it can absolutely alter your life. A single experience could take you from the path that you were on and jump you over to another path, leap you over to another life path that is not, was not destined, is not fate, was not some karma. It was you taking this huge amount of energy, bringing it now into your life and changing it. So true heart is, attracts tremendous amount of energy. Where what really brings in the energy is is what I'm just going to call your uh, consciousness or your body of consciousness. Uh, it, it is your core. It is your essence. But the question is, how do you get in touch with it? What is it? Where is it? And does it understand your human needs? How do you quantify it? Does it? Does it talk to you? Do you talk to it? But your body of consciousness, your, your true consciousness, can bring in energies that uh, you couldn't even fathom right now. Bring in anything to do anything. Can, can attract things that will change your lives and change the lives of people around you if, if they choose. It will <laughs> it is, it is beyond words at this point, uh, so it's difficult to uh, express it in words. It, it is beyond words. It is, it, is, uh, it is the concept of kihak, which, which is absolute freedom. Uh, freedom to create, freedom to bring in the energies without having to effort anything. I've told you before, 
really ultimately you don't want to effort anything. Why? Why? You shouldn't be efforting. But some of you are still addicted to efforting. But ultimately there should be it is the pure consciousness attracting huge quantities of energy. So the question is how to get into contact with it, how to, how to get beyond the mind, how to get beyond the emotions and the drama, how, how to understand what you really want to create, how to get to this, into this whole very simple, beautiful flow of kihak, attracting, attracting the energies for what you want. Now, Run into a lot of dilemma here. I don't know if we're going to be able to finish this up today. The mind jumps in and starts trying to construct. <laughs> and tries to start. They were leaving, actually. <laughs> and starts to try to quantify this and to, and to structure it. And, and the mind, in the great way it's been programmed, says, oh yes, I know exactly what uh, Adamus is talking about, kihak. And then, and then it doesn't let, it doesn't open you, your consciousness, up to this. It keeps it as a mental concept and it plays with it. And, and it feels good. It says, see, I know how to do kihak because I heard the word and now it's very mental, but you're not into it. Uh, that's an example of makio, saying the words, telling everybody about this, this uh, uh, kihak, which is how consciousness uh, pairs with or attracts energy. And then you start reciting and you start going through a, uh, kind of a, a mental d- uh, diatribe about it. You've lost it. You've lost it at that point. So the mind, in a way, has its – it's not trying to work against you, by the way, the mind. It absolutely is not. But it's been trained to do its thing, and it's, and it's tied into mass consciousness and overlay. It almost can't help itself. It desperately wants – it desperately wants to go beyond, desperately. It wants to expand, to go beyond itself. So when you take over, when, when you – come back and assume responsibility of yourself and stop giving it over to just your mind, when you are a soul incarnate, when you are making choices and taking responsibility, the mind rejoices. It's what it wanted all the way. It really doesn't want to be playing this whole game at all. So. If you take a deep breath right now, let's, let's do it together. How do you get into understanding? How do you reconnect with your core, your essence? How do you get into the true heart, what you really want? The other thing that enters into this that confuses it is human needs. Obviously you have human needs. You have a need to uh, feed yourself, and, and uh, you have a need to um, for clothes and a car and a house and these other things. So the human needs jump in, and uh, they're actually 
the human needs are actually dis- doing a lot of distracting. And it's, I want this, I want this. And there are, the human needs are calling up energy. The human needs thinks they're fairly good at calling up energy, but they're really not. Hum- the, that human aspect of yourself, the, the little human being, very, very, very needy. When paired with the brain or the mind, when paired with your twisted aspects, yeah, you have a lot of very efficient, inef- I'm sorry, inefficient creatorship taking place. It's sucking up a lot of energy, but very, very inefficient. And then it gets in the way of understanding your true heart. It gets in the way of understanding your real consciousness. So how do you how do you work with, how do you manage these human needs that, that seem to interfere all the time? What do you do? Stomp on them? Human needs don't care about breathing unless your head is held under water. doesn't give a damn about <laughs> really doesn't give a damn about breathing. I mean, it just your human needs assume you're going to breathe. So how do you handle human needs? that are sucking up a lot of the energy, that are keeping the true heart, the real passion, from creating. Now you can't not, not particularly transmute them. I mean, they will become transmuted. But uh, So I guess the question is, uh, how do you or uh, – it's not quite right. Making a choice is important. When you ma- that's important. When you make a conscious choice, that attracts a lot of energy, that it, because it's conscious and it's a choice. Uh, and suddenly it takes priority, takes precedence over human needs. Uh, suddenly it's your, your, hopefully your true heart desire. You make a choice, that starts energy moving. Most humans don't make choices, as we talked about before, other than what color tie uh, and which box of cereal they're going to go for in the morning. But they don't. When you make a very conscious choice, as each and every one of you have done, saying, I make a choice to know the God. What, wherever it is, whatever it is, I'm making that conscious choice. That drew in a tremendous amount of energy that, to support your reality that put you on this path that ended you up in this chair. That's that. That conscious choice uh, is very important. But the human needs are still in there, uh, nibbling away, taking away from that, keeping, keeping real uh, creatorship from, from conscious creatorship from working. How do you address the human needs? Assistance in my healing. Yes. And then, uh, Go ahead. when the universe answers, I surrender to that answer. Um, that's bordering on Machio. I'm sorry to say, but 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 that's okay. It's it's a little convoluted, Pete. Uh, Pete was saying that he sends his intention out to the universe, and then. For assistance. For assistance, and, and then the universe will provide right. an answer. Yes, and then I have to surrender to that answer. Right, go along with it. Okay. First of all, you forgot you. 
in the equation okay. other than asking for something. Second, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not very fond of intention. You either do it or you don't. You don't intend it. You just frickin' create it. I mean, you just well, make the choice for it. And I'm, I'm using you as a wonderful example. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> because we, we can jump one step ahead of that. The universe does, is already, it's already giving you exactly, well, the universe is, is energy. The energy is already flowing into your life. The question is, do you like what's coming in? Mm -hmm. You do. Uh, well, I sometimes don't, but I know right, right. surrender to it. Okay. Accept it. Accept um, yourself. Uh, but, right. but if you don't like what's happening in your reality, frickin' don't surrender to it. I mean, change it. Make a choice. Make a choice. Uh, the, the universe is universe. I use that in quotes, not the physical universe, but energy that's out there is, is very literal. It's very simple. Energy is really dumb, actually. <laughs> it, it really is. There's no intelligence in energy. There, there is no subtlety. And boom, it's like that. It is, it is simplistically responsive. And if you believe in lack, it will, it will just, it's there. It doesn't care. It has no agenda. It is there to serve you. Energy, all energy is there to serve you. Most humans don't realize that. They, they somehow think that ener they're there to serve energy, but it's very literal. If you believe in sin, it's there. You're going to sin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, if you believe that uh, the human experience is, it sucks, it's going to support that. It's, it's very literal, very, very. Um, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> so, so when you put your intent out there and, and the universe, to the universe, it's just going to absolutely uh, come back to you to support however you, you feel about yourself as a creator. I like to put it out as aligned with the presence or the source is what I'm looking for the answer. Okay. And the source is right there. Not out there. Correct. The, the universe doesn't have uh, the answer and withholding from you. Uh, the universe will send, the field will mm -hmm. send energies to support whatever it is that you want. That I'm seeking, right. That you're seeking. The question is, what are you seeking? The question is, do you know, I go back to my old question, do you know what you want? Do you know where, from where you're attracting, calling up the energies? And the answer is no. And the answer is no. We're going to cover this more in our next gathering. We've just got this rolling. It's not uh, – and we will get to the core of it in our next gathering. But it's uh, this whole process of kihak. Kihak is how – is uh, the ancient word of how, how – what part of you is connecting and, and bringing in the energies? And the energies, again, Pete, no intelligence to them. They're just absolutely they're, – they're supporting – they're in a supporting world. Out there in the universe is not, is not a grander intelligence than you. Nowhere. You can search the cosmos and there is no grander intelligence. I'm not talking about the mind. I'm talking about the soul. There's not. You might find source someday, and you're going to look at it, and you're going to go, God, that's me. <laughs> every, every being I've ever known that has encountered 
source has always remarked, looks exactly like me, acts exactly like me. It is me. Good God, I wish somebody had told me that. We have been. Oh, and we have been. But we'll keep telling. So in our next gathering, we'll talk more about how about kihak. I would like you to just feel into that word. Don't get stuck on it, but feel into it. Consciousness, attracting energy. And we'll get into how it's different now with new energy. New energy is substantially different than old energy. How, how new energy enters into this. And in our next gathering, we will we will breathe it in. We will allow it in, and we're going to have an experience of connecting the consciousness of the true heart of your body of consciousness with new energy. So take a deep breath. Dear friends, it's been another amazing day, moving a lot of energy, taking care of a lot of business, having fun, tickling every part of you tickling every part. And if that doubt happens to pop up at any time between now and our next gathering, stop for a moment and just remember the very simple, basic premise that all is well in all of creation, and therefore I am that I am. With that, dear friends, until next time. Adios. Thank you.